The COVID-19 pandemic has changed life for all of us. But even before this, we were already fighting an epidemic, the battle against chronic disease. And those with chronic diseases are at highest risk of contracting severe coronavirus infections. So how do we protect ourselves during these uncertain times? But more importantly, how do we view health? Welcome to the Glass Half Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jonar, a physician board certified in internal medicine and certified in lifestyle medicine. In this podcast, I want to address the current crisis of chronic disease and to challenge the conventional attitude towards health. We will be exploring these issues with thought-provoking guests to help redefine what health should mean for all of us. I hope to inspire you to take action towards a happier, thriving life because good health comes to those who expect it. What is up, everyone? I am Dr. Jonar, and this is my podcast, The Glass Half Healthy. It's been a while, but I am now officially back after a two-month hiatus, and I wanted to kick off this season two launch with a year in a review episode. So I have someone special on the show, my man, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, who will be the guest host taking the wheel. So I'm going to just let him do the driving. Jeremy, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here with us today. Hey, I appreciate it. And I, you know, I'm, I'm honored to have the, be on the show and get to interview you on your own show. You know, typically yeah, I, I have had you on, I've had you on my show before, which was great. And that was a while ago. For um, sure. Getting to flip the, the script here. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. It's gonna be fun. So yeah, I'm excited and, for it. Yeah. And I just want to say first, before we start, congratulations, man, like a year into it. I know it's been really successful and probably maybe more than you thought it'd be. And it's, I'm sure it's had its ups and downs, but I just want to say, I get to see, be the first one to say it on here. Congratulations and, and all that. So. Oh man. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm humbled by that. It's, it's been a long journey, but definitely rewarding. So absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, kicking off season two, I've obviously, you know, known you for the last year and been following you along in this journey, but uh, there may be some new listeners out there for the podcast. So for those who aren't as familiar with you, you know, what inspired you initially to do this show? Yeah. So, you know, I mentioned in my intro, I'm a board certified physician in internal medicine with lifestyle medicine certification. So I work as a hospitalist in Los Angeles, California, which means I care for sick patients who get hospitalized. Right. So Besides being a doctor, I'm a father of two wonderful boys. I have a baby boy, toddler, and a fur baby, a dog. And, you know, for the podcast and the inspiration behind it, it's really hard to discuss it without first talking about my origin story, you know, like where I came from. And I go in really in depth in episode one of this podcast. And if you haven't listened to it already, I, I really strongly encourage you to do so because, I, you know, I don't think I could replicate that here like it was like a one-time thing deeply moving for me and you know the inspiration for this podcast can be traced all the way back to why i went into medicine in the first place you know and that was the result of what happened with my dad he passed away in 2004 from battling with colon cancer so you know unfortunately i lost him but you know recently my mom as well right before the pandemic started so after losing both parents way too soon. My purpose in life kind of transformed to one of wanting to stay as healthy as I can for, you know, my son. And my wife is actually pregnant and we have a baby girl on the way. So 
I'm really doing this more so for them because I know that, you know, that point in my life when I was 24 years old, I was, you know, a young man, didn't have a father figure anymore to guide me through life. And I don't want that same thing to happen to my kids. You know, I want them to be able to have their dad for them around during those pivotal moments in life, you know? And so this runs hand in hand with my purpose in my professional life. You know, I, I want to help others make drastic life changes towards healthier living. And as a hospitalist caring for the many sick patients I've cared for over the years, I've realized we have been facing an epidemic way before COVID even hit us, and that's the epidemic of chronic disease. And so the numbers keep going up despite all of our medical advancements. So, you know, just to give you a rundown and some stats for chronic diseases, there's over 240 million Americans who are either overweight or obese. And we have approximately 130 million Americans with diabetes or pre-diabetic and about 60% of our population who have some form of chronic disease, whether that be heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, cancer. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? So the important question remains, what is going on and what can we do? We need to really look at the root cause of chronic disease. So it's interesting because going way back to what happened with my dad and his passing, it not only propelled me like into medicine, but it allowed me to learn more about the human body and eventually down the path to fully understand the underlying cause of chronic disease. You know, we see nowadays, which often results from our lifestyle choices. So looking back on my dad's life, you know, he didn't live the most healthy life. He smoked for a majority of his life, but also the majority of his life, he ate a lot of processed red meats. So for a lot of people that don't know this out there, the World Health Organization has actually classified processed red meats as group one carcinogens, which means that you have an increase of developing cancer over time from repeated consumption of these foods. And, you know, for my personal health, you know, I learned something for myself back in 2016. I was in the middle of medical training and close to 40 pounds overweight. So I decided to reclaim my health and it took, you know, 100% brutal honesty with myself and a commitment to lead a life I've never lived in order to attain health that I've never had. And so we talk about lifestyle choices and one of the big ones is our diet and nutrition. And so, you know, similar to my dad, you know, I grew up eating the same foods he did. You know, I ate a lot of processed red meat. I grew up in Chicago, so a lot of pizzas, burgers, barbecue, you know, the whole the whole nine. And so I began experimenting with different ways of eating healthy and eventually found plant-based nutrition back in 2017. So it's been about four years. And, you know, as I stand here today in 2021, I can really say this is the most healthy I've ever felt in my entire life. And, you know, the process of achieving better health, it revitalized my passion for medicine. You know, when I was on my own health journey, I started learning more about nutrition and it, its vital role and how our bodies can really thrive on that type of food. And it first started with the book, How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. And then from there, The Blue Zones by Dan Buhner. I know you're a big fan because I love it. Yes. I've seen you post about it. So, I mean, yeah, it, you know, and so much more that eventually I became certified in lifestyle medicine. And so what this is, it's a relatively new field that focuses on 
evidence-based approaches to lifestyle to treat, prevent, and potentially reverse chronic diseases. So there's six pillars that we focus on in lifestyle medicine, one of them being diet, so a mostly predominant plant-based nutrition, adequate sleep, what we're talking about is at least seven, ideally eight hours a night of restful sleep, regular physical activity, so 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise, daily stress management through activities like meditation, mindfulness, you know, avoiding use of risky behaviors like alcohol, you know, smoking, illicit drug use, and then focusing on fostering meaningful connections with other human beings. And so I've been able to incorporate all of this into my practice as a hospitalist and helping many of my own patients make the drastic lifestyle changes towards healthier living and reaching larger audiences by giving corporate virtual health talks. So, but I wanted to reach even wider audience, right? So, in, you know, from my personal experience, I understand the power of podcasts, having listened to them myself. And so I wanted to help others looking for answers out there. So I launched this podcast in 2020. So what, what is Glass Half Healthy all about? So the COVID-19 pandemic has changed life for all of us. But before this, we were already fighting the epidemic of chronic disease like obesity, diabetes, heart disease. And these same things serve as risk factors for acute illnesses like heart attacks, strokes, and even severe COVID infections. So my podcast explores the current crisis of chronic disease to help redefine what health should mean for all of us. But what, you know, what's interesting is that recently in the news from the British Medical Journal, plant-based diets have been linked to lower risk of severe COVID-19 infections. I'm not sure if you came across this study, Jeremy, but it's called Plant-Based Diets, Pescatarian Diet and COVID-19 Severity, a population-based control study in six countries. So what they looked at here is the impact of nutrition on COVID infections. So this was headed by Dr. Siegelman at Columbia University. They studied almost 3,000 frontline workers made up of doctors and nurses with high exposure to COVID. And so what they looked at is those who contracted moderate or severe COVID infections and compared them to their diets. And then after adjusting for things like weight, exercise, underlying health conditions, smoking, PPE, things that would be confounding factors that can skew the results, what they found was the following. Nurses and doctors on plant-based diets had a 73% lower risk of getting moderate or severe COVID infections compared to the standard population. For people on pescatarian diets, the doctors and nurses on that type of nutrition had a 59% lower risk of moderate and severe COVID infections compared to the, the standard population. And then they looked at high protein diets and low carb diets. So what we're talking about is stuff like the paleo diet or ketogenic diet. What they found that it was 48% 40 higher risk of moderate to severe COVID infections than the standard population. That's kind of crazy. I mean, the study analysis, it implies that people's immune system on high meat diets aren't functioning properly because of in in inadequate nutrients, whereas those on plant-based diets are getting great nutrients. So what we're talking about is antioxidants, phytonutrients, vitamins, minerals, all that comes from plants. And then because of it, their immune system operates better. So basically, any movement you can make towards a plant-based diet can decrease your risk of moderate and severe COVID infections because of that hyper-nourishing foods that come from the plant foods. 
it helps to foster a better functioning immune system. So if you want to protect yourself, eat at least an almost plant-based diet or a full one, high nutrient diet, this type of eating allows for optimal health. So, you know, all this info comes at a perfect time when we're now dealing with this Delta variant on the rise and COVID numbers back up across certain parts of the country. So this time of uncertainty can serve as our collective wake-up call, you know, to reflect to and to find healthier ways of living like our life depends on it because it does now more than ever. We all need to act on our health and well-being now and in this moment. So I, I really hope that my podcast continues to not just inform people, but inspire them down the path of healthier living. Yeah, no, I... I think, I mean, everything obviously you just touched on it was, I, I feel like your first year in the podcast kind of condensed into one awesome statement. I loved it. Um, <laughs> you know, everything you said there. I mean, yeah, like you said, I love the book Blue Zones now and and you, I mean, I had heard about it, but you really pushed me into looking into it. And I, I everything just you're talking about now, and I feel like everything you've talked about on your podcast and, and when you look into all the things you're talking about, it's just, it is, it's incredible how much this plant, the plant-based diets really just the health in terms of the benefits and reducing risk for everything. It's just incredible. And we just, we never talk about it, but we don't talk about it enough in medicine. And it absolutely deserves to be, you know, front and center with all the anticipatory guidance we give like, Hey, you know what, this is what you need to be doing. Are you looking at it? So yeah, you've definitely covered a lot in a year, which has been yeah. great. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to come. I mean, do you have a specific, is there like, what are your favorite memorable moments for this last year? Because I mean, you've gotten to talk to so many different people and done so many different things with it. What would yeah, you say are I, some of your favorite ones? No, yeah, yeah, totally. So, I mean, the thing is like, I there's so many moments, but like you just touched on one of the main ones, which is getting to meet and talk to people that are the guests on my show, you know, engaging in great conversation that ends up in, you know, a final podcast format, that's really special for me. And then on top of it too, you know, I don't just meet and talk to them. I end up making amazing friends, you know, throughout this whole time period, and just the support from the online community. I mean, people like yourself, you know, we met online. We've never met in person, but, you know, I hope one day we get to. Someday we will yeah, get there. Someday we have to, we have to. And then, you know, I actually met someone in real life I'm sure you're familiar with her, Dr. Siri Chan Khalsa. Mm -hmm, yeah. You know, I met her through online and, you know, she was one of my launch day guests for season one. And, you know, despite COVID, we still managed to connect with each other socially. So, I mean, that's one big memory and memorable moment for me. There, there are so many others. I mean, one of my friends who's a doctor, she and she doesn't even practice where I'm practicing. She told me that one of her patients, this was like a month after I launched, one of her patients was like, you know, I want to change my my health for the better. And he he was like, you know, I found this podcast that I think can help me to do that. And she was like, hmm, what's it about? So then he started going into more detail. And she's like, that sounds like Jonar's. <laughs> and she's like, show me your phone. And it was mine. And I was like, oh, my God, she didn't even tell this guy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just some random person. And so just there's been so many like stories like that and you know getting into deep conversations with my patients over the past year and you know prying more and it, it, they express their sentiments about wanting to live healthier you know i i offer them the ability to listen to this podcast it's free you know it's out there for anyone and and you know hearing my doctor friends being like oh yeah i just referred my friend to your podcast like that's really special to me you know and i i know i've gotten like some honors and accolades like you know the first week we launched we made it in the top 200 in health and fitness on apple Podcasts. that's 
amazing. And it, you know, I I was nominated by Board Vitals as the 21 best medical podcast for 2021. All that stuff's great, but really the thing that stands out for me are like the people that have reached out. You know, there some people even told me individually over message, you know, this the podcast has changed their life. I mean, for someone to say that about something that I wanted to do just, you know, out of the kindness of my heart to help get people living healthier is really meaningful for me. And so I'm just grateful and thankful that this platform is actually making a difference for listeners. And also, I, I was happy with myself that I held up to my own goals of keeping, you know, launching two episodes per month whilst working as a full-time hospitalist during this pandemic. Yeah. And I was going to ask, I mean, we always, people always are like, well, you're a doctor. How do you find time to do all these things? Like, how do you feel like it was managing the podcast as a physician, as a hospitalist? Because I know hospitalist life isn't easy when you're on. And so yeah, trying to manage not. that stuff, how do you feel like that was, especially during the pandemic? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's been challenging, but also rewarding. So rewarding in the sense that, you know, of what all the things I just mentioned, but also very challenging. You know, I started this two to three months after the pandemic started and the pandemic itself, you know, it's been so rough in many aspects, you know, all of the uncertainty, the isolation, you know, staying at home and then an added layer for, for you and I as physicians, right? Because we're up and up close and personal with COVID. And then, you know, being a dad myself and a husband, you know, you can empathize and sympathize. You are one yourself. It's It's been tough to manage. And you have a podcast too. So like, I, I know you you understand. I, it, it, I made it through this far managing the podcast, but I think what really keeps me going is what I said before about the many personal testimonials. You know, to, to know that I have helped even just one person, it motivates me to keep going. And I, I know how impactful podcasts can be having listened to them myself. And what we need now more than ever during this time is inspiration. People just need hope. You know, it, it, there's there's kind of no end in sight with this pandemic. Now we have this Delta variant. Like, I, I just hope that this podcast can continue doing that for listeners out there, providing them hope and inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, hope and inspiration definitely this last year is something we've been missing out on, I think, in a lot of aspects. And, you know, yes. if we take a step away, say, like, just from the podcast and just being a physician, like, how hard do you think it's been for you this last year dealing with the pandemic and kind of recognizing how little control you have, you know, over how healthcare is done or how it's, you know, being managed by others? I mean, I think that's sometimes the hard thing, too. You're like, you're in the hospital, you're doing the job but you don't have as much control as you feel like you could or should or need to have. And so how do you feel like that has affected you in terms of all of this? Yeah, yeah, that, that is a great question. You know, there is so much to our healthcare system and individual health. It's, it's very complex. Like I want people to understand, you know, I'm fully aware that individual health is very nuanced. You know, it's, it's not a one size fit all scenario. And there are many factors involved people at different socioeconomic levels, healthy food access and, you know, food desert areas, and even the environment with potential exposures to toxins. And what's more is the current healthcare system we're in creates some system-wide issues that, you know, that with the deck is stacked against patients and the healthcare professionals who take care of them. And, you know, this would include stuff like addictive processed foods from the food industry, 
and you know, in a conventional medical system that rewards focusing more on pills and procedures rather than targeting the lifestyle factors that have led to the chronic disease epidemic in the first place. And especially now with the pandemic, right? And how certain health issues have become politicized. You know, we have to approach how we practice medicine as we do life in general, which is to first recognize what we do and do not have control over. And so that said, we need to have some patience with the process because things aren't going to change overnight. And, you know, like I mentioned before, I took matters into my own hands because of the problems I just mentioned by incorporating what I know into my practice as a hospitalist to help, you know, many of my patients make those drastic life, lifestyle changes needed towards healthier living and reaching wider audiences, you know, through virtual health talks and with my podcast. So, you know, to think about all of these things at once and the gravity of it all, it can become really overwhelming, I would say. So when my thoughts do get to that point, I try to tell myself, I am only one person. I cannot do it all. I can only do what I can do, which is lead by example to help, you know, myself down the path of healthier living, but also to hopefully inspire others along the way. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a good point. And yeah, touching on how we do medicine here in the, in the United States, talking about the procedures and the medications and everything like that. And, you know, looking at other areas in the world where preventative medicine is really kind of prime and focus there. It's it, we, we got a lot of work on here. Yeah, for that, sure. So. And like, you know, I'm a hospitalist and, you know, you, you know, too, Jeremy, as a pediatrician, what we do is not it, it matters. I mean, there's mm -hmm. there's many situations and circumstances where medicines and procedures are required, you know, I'm not taking anything away from that. But I think we've come so far as to what we're doing now by being rewarded for, you know, giving medicines and doing procedures rather than let's focus on what the underlying problem is in the first place that requires patients to need these things. Right. And a lot of it yep. links back to our lifestyle choices. So definitely. Yeah. All right. So, as you know, I know that you took a break for a bit, too, to handle some personal issues. You had the accident. You had a recent hospitalization. How have you been and what have you taken away from what happened? Because I know a lot of people went through a lot of stuff this year. And those are some big changes and some serious changes for you, really, in this last year. So, yeah, why don't you kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I it kind of goes back to right before the pandemic started. And my mom was diagnosed with cancer, specifically something called cholangiocarcinoma. So it's bile duct cancer. That was back in 2017. So she had been struggling with her own health issues for close to two years, and she eventually passed away in December of 2019. That was right before the pandemic hit. And then two, three months later, the pandemic hit the United States in early 2020. So I, you know, we went a full year dealing with all of these unknowns because of COVID, the huge surge that we experienced here in LA at our hospital during the winter time. And then once COVID died down, we started seeing an influx of non-COVID sick patients that have been neglecting their health because of COVID. And now we're seeing this Delta variant. So I, you know, I ended up getting into a pretty scary car accident on the highway going to work. Mm -hmm. And physically I was a, okay up until then. I never got COVID. I was COVID free. And physically, for the most part, I was fine after the accident. I didn't need to be hospitalized. But mentally, 
I was really, really shaken. You know, as a frontline worker during the pandemic and then having lost my mom right before it all started, I feel like I just didn't have enough time to properly mourn my mom's passing. And then you want to talk about all the grief that came along with COVID, being inside the hospital, seeing what was going on, seeing patients, you know, die from it. And all of it really just took a huge toll on me. And so I took a break from podcasting and social media to focus solely you know, on myself. And when the time was right, I, I would go back into it. But then, like you mentioned, I recently got hospitalized. And so we went on vacation and this was a couple, a couple weeks ago. We went up to SF, San Francisco. And that night I suddenly started having intense abdominal pain, like the worst abdominal pain you have ever felt in your life. And then I ended up going to the ER, then got admitted to the hospital. And this was like my first ever real hospitalization. So, you know, at first knowing what we know as doctors and, you know, given my own family history of GI related cancers, of course, my mind is like running through worst case scenarios, you know, I can't imagine. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I have a toddler, wife, baby on the way, you know, after all the workup was done, I was relieved that it wasn't anything that couldn't be cured. So no cancer, thankfully, but ended up with gallstone pancreatitis. So gallstones from the bile, they can, they can form by bile just sitting in the gallbladder over a long period of time, and they can form into stones. And so the risk factors for that are a couple like obesity is one of them increasing age, like past the age of 40. So The doctors who were caring for me in the hospital were like, you know, perplexed. They're like, you're such a healthy guy. What are you doing here with these things? So I had to explain to them, you know, how I grew up eating very unhealthy. Like, you know, I was just telling you before up until my medical training, but that all changed in 2017, like I I had mentioned to you. So, you know, I was hospitalized for a total of almost a week, had the gallbladder surgery done that was successful and now I'm recovering. And I, I'm just really glad that my condition was not related to a terminal diagnosis like cancer. And also wanted to take a moment to just thank the staff at UCSF who were taking care of me. They did such an amazing job. And the hospitalization really did a couple things for me. I think one thing that it did was that my perspective on the patient experience. You know, I, I know it pretty well having had my parents go through their own serious health issues but never for myself. And I I think there's so many emotions and thoughts you go through as sitting there as a patient, the lack of control you, you, you have the, you know, the vulnerability it's, it's all just like a really humbling experience. And it gave me a deeper understanding for my patients. And the other bit of that is Despite, you know, all my recent health changes, I I still develop these gallstones, likely from my prior lifestyle. And unfortunately, we can't avoid the things that we've done in the past, the consequences of our our prior actions. But we do have the power in this present moment to learn from our past in order to choose a different path moving forward, you know. And so after all of that's happened, the break I took from podcasting, you know, and from social media for two months, it, w- it was liberating for me. And it was a much needed time for myself and my own mental health. And, you know, we, we talked about this it, recently. We saw Simone Biles in the Olympics. She dipped out because she wanted to focus on mental health. And it, I think that's great for her and other public figures that do that. 
And I say that because it opens up the discussion about something, a topic that is very taboo to talk about with others. And I, I still feel even though there is more awareness nowadays around mental health, I feel like it still doesn't get the deserve attention that it needs. Yeah. And so to show you what I mean, and I, I posted this about about this on social media, if I were to tell you that Simone Biles is out due to physical health issues, you would have a certain reaction. But if I were to say she's out because of mental health issues, there may be a different reaction to those two statements. And you have to ask yourself, why, why is there a different understanding when it comes to mental health? And you know, if COVID taught us anything during the pandemic, it's issues like anxiety, depression. You know, they have a profound impact on what we do, both personally and professionally, and potentially serious consequences, right? Like substance abuse, addiction, and suicide. And we as a society need to do a better job and to, to have deeper understanding of mental health issues because it has real consequences on all of our lives. But it, it first starts with accepting the idea that mental health is health. It, it's not some you know health afterthought. It plays such a big role in our overall health. And we need to no longer suffer in silence. We really have to make better efforts to talk more openly without judgment. And I, I think we need we need that in our lives to be able to propel towards better health for, for us as a society. No, definitely. I agree on all that. I mean, I, I think the mental health part, I really hope after this year is going to, hopefully that discussion really grows. Because like you said, talking about Simone Biles and, you know, if it was something physical health versus mental health, we'd have a different thought. I mean, think about physicians. I mean, how many times yeah. as a doctor, we're coming into the office working when we're kind of sick because we're worried someone's going to get mad at us. And maybe if I'm, if I am vomiting like crazy that morning, sure, I'm not going to come in. But what if I wake up that morning and I'm like, I'm just, I can't do it. Like I'm not there mentally. I, I don't feel safe taking care of patients today. If I called in and said that, totally different thought process from people. Right. And For so, sure. no, I really do hope that mental health discussion is absolutely going to become more readily available and better understood. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm glad you made that analogy towards us as physicians and the medical community, because I mean, there is a lot of addressing that needs to take place for us as fellow healthcare workers. I mean, we shouldn't be subject to different standards than the rest of the population when it comes to, you know, let's even take aside mental health, physical health, like feeling guilt and feeling like you you can't perform your job and letting down your, your fellow doctors because you're physically sick yourself. I mean, I feel like that, that kind of needs to change too. I think it depends on where you work. Like luckily I love the group I'm working with. They're super supportive. But I, I don't think the same can be said across the board, across the country. And then what more when you talk about mental health too, right? Like mm -hmm. it's what you exactly discuss. So I'm great you, uh, you know, I, I think it's great that you brought that point up. Yeah, definitely. Well, you talked about, you know, being only one person and, you know, trying to do all these things, but you've obviously inspired a lot of people so far with what you've done in the podcast in this last year. What's the plans for the podcast this year? I mean, you got a new year, new season coming up. What's your future plans here for the podcast? Yeah. So, you know, I, what I'm planning on doing is doing a season two launch, which is what we're doing right now. And I, I hope for there to be more episodes to come and really getting down to the nitty gritty on certain subjects, whether that's 
not just nutrition, which is such a big part, but focusing more so on stuff like mental health. I think that's a big problem nowadays. And it has been for a while, but you know, it's it's rearing its ugly head. It has since like last year. Stuff like sleep, you know, we we glorify people who don't require sleep. Sleep is as necessary as nutrition as possible. I would say that, you know, out of all the pillars of lifestyle medicine we talked about, sleep and, and nutrition is vital. I mean, without either of those, you, you will eventually die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So those two things are required. And, you know, stuff like movement, having guests to to talk more about how exercise and physical activity play an important role in, in our overall health. Just, you know, trying to round it out and really get to the, the bottom of things. Cool. Now I'm excited to hear all that and, and see where you go with it. Do you have any other big projects that you're working on, like outside of the podcast or other things? Yeah. So I am actually very excited to announce that I am writing a book. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and you and I, we, we talked about it offline yeah. before, but the subject will be on health habits. And, you know, my aim is to launch the book at the end or next year sometime, 2022. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's that's the big thing I'm working on. Got the countdown now. So <laughs> here we go. You've announced it. It's got to be did. there. I did. If I announce it, it's got to got to happen, right? Hey, I'll be first in line to grab it. So you yeah. better you better sign me a copy there then or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess then you know you've you've gotten to talk to a lot of people, and I know I've learned a lot this last year just by you know talking with people like you and other people throughout lifestyle medicine and uh-huh. and trying to catch up on this stuff. Um, and you've obviously been following this for a lot longer than me, but how do you feel like your definition of health has changed in the last year with everything you've experienced? Yeah. So, you know, I think my definition from last year to this year, I would say that for people that haven't listened to what my definition was, I I think health is comprised of all that we do from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, including our sleep. So, you know, what we eat, how we move during the day, how we're dealing with stress, how we connect with others. I think all of it comprises of our overall health. And to add more texture to that, you know, if all you do makes up your overall health, that implies something like nutrition can have an effect on something, let's say, like your mental health, right? And every single aspect of your health is intertwined with one another. So, we really have to redefine health for what it means, which means it's all of it. You you can't talk about one part without addressing the whole. So this is what health really means for me. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, I guess any parting words? I mean, this has been awesome talking to you. This has been great, like getting it revved up for this next season. And you've, you've talked about so many cool things right now and, and your plans for the future. And um yeah, what else you got going on? I mean, what's any parting words for the rep? Everybody listening to you, getting ready for this <laughs> next season coming out. What, what you got for them, man? Yeah, I mean, I just want to end it by saying something simply. Like, I just really hope that this podcast can serve as inspiration for you. You know, I think there's been a lot that has happened over the past year. Things we can focus on, all these, you know, negative things that have come out of the pandemic. But there's so much good that has come out of this, too. And it, something that is going to ignite the flame inside of you, I, I hope the podcast can be that for you to make real change towards healthier living. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. All right. Thank you, Jeremy, for taking the time to host and help ring in the new season two of Glass Half Healthy. Stay tuned for the rest of our season two launch series. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, so much fun. Take care. Yeah. We'll talk soon. 
definitely. So what did you think of this episode? I hope you got a better sense of who I am for those new here, what's been going on with me, my purpose, my mission for this podcast, and that it was meaningful for you, and that you stay tuned for our season two launch series. So if you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review my podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks to the wonderful and smart Amelia Liu, my intern, to Jacob Ferrer for production help, and to Stock Sounds for their music. Special shout outs to all of my guests from the past year who have made this show what it is. To my close friends and my entire family, my parents, rest in peace to them. To my sisters, my cousins, aunts and uncles. And last but not least, my wonderful and supportive wife, Amy, our son, our to-be daughter, baby daughter on the way, and our dog, could not have been where I am today doing this podcast without all of you. So I love you all. And finally, thank you all for listening. Remember, your state of health starts with your state of mind. So till next time, enjoy the process, my friends. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not medical advice, so please talk to your primary physician for that. In addition, the views and opinions expressed by me are my own and not that of my former, current, or future employer. This also applies to my guests. Finally, we do our best to make every effort to relay correct information. We do not guarantee its accuracy. Thank you for listening.